Well, the NFL season has officially begun. Did you see the Lions beat the Chiefs last night? Thursday night football. Packers will wait until Sunday afternoon to kick off against the Bears. A 325 kick. Covering the Packers expertly. He's been doing it for decades. And in Green Bay, host of Wildey and Tausch, 9 to noon on ESPN Wisconsin, it's Jason Wildey. Happy Friday, Jason. Happy Friday, Greg. How are you? I'm doing well. I must say, I'm watching the game last night, and I couldn't help but take note of a team, a defending champion team, minus one of its best pass catchers, maybe the best pass catcher, one of the best in the NFL, and even behind an MVP quarterback, they were not able to generate much offense. I don't know what that means for the Packers with a newly minted starting quarterback minus their top weapon, uh, but I've tempered my expectations for what the Packers' offense will look like in Week 1 against the Bears. Yeah, and remember, not only has Christian Watson been ruled out, but Romeo Dobbs is listed as questionable officially. It sounds like they expect him to play, but I think it's fair to wonder, you know, can he play the regular complement of snaps that he would play? Is he going to be slower? Is he going to be limited in any way? And, you know, one of the risks of these hamstring injuries, which, you know, Matt LaFleur admitted today they've got to do some digging on this because their top two wide receivers, plus Dontavion Wicks, who missed a big chunk of training camp with a hamstring injury, three hamstring injuries, is that a systemic problem or is it just bad luck? They need to figure it out. But the last thing the Jordan Love era needed for its kickoff celebration is for one of their best players to be on the bench. Well, hopefully the Packers will be able to rely on a complete performance, and that might include a stout defense. I I know you had some back and forth with defensive coordinator Joe Barry, and I think both of us have been very skeptical about Joe Barry and are kind of scratching our heads why he's back. Uh, But here's one of the answers to a question you asked. You have to evolve. You you have to, because it's ever-changing. It it never stays the same. And I think uh, if you stay the same, you get passed by. So I think every single, the the 2023 Green Bay Packers is going to be completely different than the 2022 Green Bay Packers. There's no doubt. And what do you make of the comments, the back and forth that you had with the Packers defensive coordinator? Well, what's interesting is that, you know, Jair Alexander and Rasul Douglas and Kenny Clark were like the Hansel and Gretel of the locker room with me. They all were dropping these breadcrumbs for me to follow about this defense. And so that's what led to the back and forth because it sounds listening to those three as if they're going to be different. They're going to be different up front because they're going to be more attacking instead of uh, maybe controlling gaps. And in the back end, you know, Jair sounds like he is convinced successfully, Joe Barry, to let him follow around the opponent's best receiver, which in the Bears' case will be D.J. Moore on Sunday. Rasul Douglas is talking about how they're going to play more bump-and-run press man coverage at the line of scrimmage and not play zone coverage on defense. And those are all things that aren't what Joe Barry's defense are supposed to do. Matt LaFleur has obviously been outspoken about wanting them to be more aggressive. You put it all together. And that's why I think he said that the 2023 Green Bay Packers, specifically on defense, will look different than 2022. I can't wait because he, you know, he had kind of a snarky, do you want me to give you the whole game plan? And I said, no, I don't want the game plan, but I do want to know if you've changed philosophies. And that's how we kind of ended up where he was there in that clip. It's interesting because you look at year three of a defensive coordinator in Green Bay whose scheme has been much maligned, I think understandably so. So is this to be treated like a new scheme almost in year number three of the same coordinator or part of the evolution? 
yeah, that's a good question, Greg. Let's let's see what he does on on Sunday. Like, uh, I, you know, I think you can't exclusively do anything in today's NFL. You can't say we're always going to be a zone team. We're always going to be a man team. I mean, and and in fairness to Joe Barry, he came up through this league in a bunch of different defenses, right? He mentioned while we were going back and forth yesterday, he started out in in Tampa with the Tampa two defense with Monty Kiffin and uh, Tony Dungy. Then later on, he was obviously with Wade Phillips, who runs a totally different scheme. Now he's been with Vic Fangio before he came here. So he's had a lot of influences. I'm not sure exactly what his primary thought process is and what his philosophy would be if you tried to pin him down, but it sounds to me like it's malleable, which is a word that he did not know what it meant yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) Who had to explain it to him? Uh, well, I had to come up uh, on short notice with a synonym, so we ended up on flexible, Okay, which was the best I could do on short notice. You're, be- you're being sarcastic, aren't you? No, I think he's not. <laughs> no, that's. Uh, I-, I said, does it help you that you're, you know, because of your background in these different systems, that maybe your system is more malleable? And he said, I don't know what that word means. <laughs> so that was kind of how things went. Well, yeah. you're, you're used to working with Tausch, so you, you're very quick on your feet. I, I don't know that the big fellow would understand malleable. Uh, he's, he is a wordsmith. And as I found out this morning, uh, a soprano, if you get the chance to listen to him singing his foreigner, uh, I don't know what you'd call it, a, a, a version of foreigners, uh, song about love. He sings about Jordan love this morning. And Cover was, song, um, I think is, oh, it oh. Was, yes, it was, a, it, it was a parody, a parody. That's there the you go. Foreign, oh. And it was really something, let me tell you. Okay, so here's a peek behind the curtain, because I, I arrived at our Good Karma Brands offices downtown uh, about 9, 9.30 this morning, and there, it just happened to be that Wilde and Tausch was on the loudspeakers in our common area, and when Tausch started singing, I, first of all, didn't know it was Tausch that was singing, but, you know, all the chatter and the ambient noise in the office just sort of stopped, and everybody looked up at the speaker to try and figure out what was happening on your program. Yeah, the, I would say the power rankings right now are the Vienna Boys Choir, the Mormon Tabernacle Choir, and Mark Tauscher singing a cappella soprano. <laughs> Why is his voice so high? It's a great question. I don't think it is. I think that was part of the problem. <laughs> Unnatural is how you'd put it, I suppose. <laughs> it well, was. It was high. That's all I could say. It was something. All right. What are we going to hang our hats on here, Jason? If you're writing about the Packers in the Wisconsin State Journal and reasons why they will beat the Bears on Sunday, where do you begin? Yeah, I think it does, going back to our earlier conversation, it does have to start with the defense. I think they have to uh, certainly play at the level. If you remember, they opened the 2019 season in Chicago in Matt LaFleur's first game. That was a defensive slugfest. And their defense came out on top. I think Matt, I think Aaron Rodgers even said after that game, we've got a defense. Um, that was a good, a good night for their defense. They need to have one of those nights. Secondly, they have to run the ball effectively. Uh, if the defense is stopping the Bears' running game, especially their quarterback, Justin Fields, and the Packers run the ball effectively, I think that shortens the game. It takes the pressure off of Jordan Love playing without Christian Watson, puts them in a position to succeed. Finally, their offensive line has to win the line of scrimmage. The Bears' defensive front, they've remade it. I'm not sure it's that impressive of a group. The Packers really believe that they have a top-level offensive line. They have to play like it on Sunday. Looking forward to it. It's a 325 kick. Our game day coverage begins at noon 
on ESPN Wisconsin in Milwaukee. That's 94.5 ESPN. You can always listen to Jason and Mark recap the game. Uh, do so on Monday morning, 9 to noon on ESPN Wisconsin. Appreciate it, Wildy. We'll talk to you again soon. All right, buddy. Take care. Be good. You do the same.